Welcome back to the Lover's Lane Podcast. Today we'll be discussing emotional and sexual communication. More romance, more intimacy, more often, Lover's Lane. You guys asked and I listened. Stay tuned for the end of the episode for an amazing product recommendation of one of my favorite things. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Lover's Lane podcast. This is episode two, Communication is Key. I'm your host, Haley, and I am an intimacy expert online. I'm a romance specialist in our stores, and I am the host of the Lover's Lane podcast, which is all about connecting with yourself and bonding with your partner. Okay, so this is probably going to be my favorite conversation, I think, that we will ever have on the Lover's Lane podcast. It's all about communication, and that can mean a lot of stuff. It can mean communication emotionally with your partner. It could, of course, mean communication sexually, what you need or want in the bedroom that maybe you're not getting or that you finally got to talk about and now it's working for you. But it also means what we don't know and what we haven't understood because we don't have all the information and we need a little bit more communication and knowledge especially with what sex education really isn't. So I'm going to prelude this conversation with my experience in sex education when I first saw it in the seventh grade at a Lutheran school where they rolled out those old projectors and placed like this clear, you know, little mat on the projector and could kind of draw on it. And I'll bring it all the way back to where I am now as a woman that has worked as a sexual wellness professional for the past six years. So back, you know, when Haley, when Haley was 12 or maybe I was 11 at the time, and they brought out this projector and they placed that mat down that had a men's body and my pastor slash principal slash seventh grade teacher, because they're all in one and it's just kind of a close-knit little community, said, the man has an orgasm and the sperm fertilizes the egg. And they hardly showed us a woman at all, just where her breast was and that she has eggs inside of her from her ovaries. And that was that. We weren't allowed to talk about it. We weren't allowed to ask questions. We were not allowed to talk to other kids in the class about what they felt. It was just, here it is, that's that, now it's done. You know, that's only two years out of high school. And I didn't see it again until I was in the, what, ninth or 10th grade at another sex ed class. And that one was very, very similar. It was a picture on the projector of an STD. And then we had a quiz where we had to say, yes, that's chlamydia or that's gonorrhea. That's herpes, you know, just anything like that. And learn how to put a condom on and there's nothing else. That's what you learn in America as a human being. 
you don't learn different sexualities, different genders, how to have conversations, what a relationship is, what a healthy relationship is, you have nothing. You are fed to the wolves in high school (laughs) over thinking that you know everything and you know where most of the kids get their information from. Their friends, their older siblings, and porn. That is it. But it's really strange because there are some other countries and I'm thinking of the Netherlands here and you know, I think that they do it perfectly. I read a little bit about it a long time ago and from what I can remember, it's like in the elementary school age where they start pointing out the real scientific terms for your body and they say this is a vulva, a vagina, a clitoris, a frenulum, a perineum. And then they help you, you know, just like an anatomy class, kind of like learn and grasp what you can. And as you get older, they teach you um, what it means to develop feelings for someone and to express that to them and how to communicate what you want and what you feel about yourself to another person and what, you know, that communication looks like between two people that care about each other. And then as you get older, you are actually taught what it means to feel pleasure and how exciting that can be for your intimate relationships and how to continue communication, what consent looks like, which is huge and absolutely needs to be taught to children and in schools and really taught to every single person that will be an adult, which is everyone, because it will increase less rape, less bullying, lower younger pregnancies and you know what in some countries like the netherlands like that it's actually celebrated when you do have sex you can actually maybe talk to your parents about it and your parents could even ask you if you enjoyed your time or you know imagine that imagine that's how you introduce a new boyfriend or girlfriend or any type of partner to your family is we have this amazing communication and they you know, I got to experience love with them and now you guys get to meet them or, you know, just something that's not so, I, I feel like America's like in our upbringing, we're like kind of under the covers of did they have sex yet? Or, you know, you can't be alone with my daughter, or, you know, just some weird type of feeling as a parent or as, you know, just like that child gets older. You, you feel like really vulnerable and guilty about what you want and you can't talk about it or, you know, you got to look to porn, which we know that porn doesn't, you know, that's all fiction. It's There's no lube in porn. There's no condoms in porn. You hardly see people like switching positions or anything. And it's just fiction. It's not real. They, they go right into anal with no lubricant. And that's where men are, I, my heart goes out to men because that's where you think that you now are told or shown in porn that this is how you pleasure someone. And now you're face to face with someone maybe for the first time and you think that penis in vagina sex is what's going to do it for them. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not what's going to do it for 80% of women. Women need that clitoral stimulation in order to achieve orgasm. The penis is not equal to the vagina like we're taught when we're young. The penis is equal to the clitoris. That's the most compared nerve endings and you know it's it's just it's different from what you might have learned or, or thought about or I, I challenge you all to to think a little bit differently about you know how you feel or maybe how you were brought up maybe you were brought up in a, just a different culture a different religion or something like that where you still maybe you're listening to this podcast you just have all these reservations and negative feelings and 
self-reflect on that because it's only going to help communication in the long run sexually, emotionally, all those things with you and your partner as you, you know, experience each other and build your relationship. Because here's a whole nother thought. I don't think that two people go into a relationship ever thinking that I'm going to disappoint my partner, I'm going to be a bad lover, I'm going to fail them. No one has those thoughts when you start to be infatuated with another person. You want to do things that they want to do. You like them, you love them, you are establishing trust and connection, but that communication has to come right with it. And if you're in a relationship now where that feels foreign, I am also going to challenge you to to test the waters of that before, you know, it really, it hurts yourself and your relationship. So now, myself, having that background as, you know, I was younger and now I am a sexual educator and I love it. (laughs) I love my job. I take a lot of pride in teaching women about their bodies I take a lot of pride in teaching men about women's bodies or men about men's bodies or just telling them and reassuring people day in, day out that it is okay that you don't know, that I can teach you, that you can talk to your partner, that you can be confident with yourself and that you can move forward and talk about your needs and wants and it will only make your connection stronger. So I thought, you know, when I got hired in at Lover's Lane, I was like, I was like intimidated. I remember that like, it was just a, for me, I worked retail my whole life before that. So I was like, "Eh, it's another retail job. But I had this kind of like wave of like, oh my God, what if they bring out a diagram or something of like a woman's body and they tell me to point out this and that. And I'm like, what if I get this wrong? I'm like, I shouldn't be scared. So I was literally looking up diagrams of a vagina before my interview because I I didn't know what was anticipated because every time that I went to go shop there, they were really, really educated and I was kind of like nervous, but it wasn't like that at all. (laughs) It was more like, are you comfortable with training about these products and learning them and talking to other people about, you know, their sexuality? And yes, I am very, very comfortable with that. If you are not, um, people also give me the questions all the time of, how do you work here? <laughs> well, if you're, if you're not comfortable about it, then I ask you to try. <laughs> so anyway, I got hired. I got hired as a temporary sales associate for our seasonal time. And here I am six years later, making a podcast and teaching you all and being super proud about that. And I've learned so much. At the time of me getting hired, I was actually in a relationship with someone for, I don't know, at that time it was almost like five years. We were in a, we were young when we got together and uneducated, of course. And, you know, now I, I'm engaged to someone that really values communication in all different aspects, emotionally, sexually. If we can talk about it, we can do it. And I hope that you know, I'm not telling you to change partners or anything like that. I'm telling you to have a conversation, a real true conversation where both parties are willing to make changes necessary to better yourselves. So I have learned not only about, you know, what body part is what and how to stimulate it and what goes along with that as far as lubes and stimulants and foreplay and kink and BDSM as well as like consent and you know, feeling confident with yourself and all the stuff that that Lover's Lane will teach you, absolutely, when you um, come into a store. 
but also communicating on the more emotional side of things uh, of being vulnerable with your partner and having this really like honest genuine conversation just about like your emotions not even like a sexual connection so every day I will thank Lover's Lane for teaching me the communication that you need sexually but I, I would like you know I'll thank my partner for teaching me the communication that you need emotionally because I'm I'm very happy and I hope I can share that with with everybody else that's listening too there are a few things that are really necessary when you are communicating an intimate relationship and it starts with just your words what you want to get across make sure that you're real with yourself and you can do that in face-to-face conversation or a phone call or you know writing on a, a card or a text or anything like that but watch your gestures because I know how 0 to 100 a conversation can go if you have negative body language or no eye contact or no touching like make sure you're like holding hands or hugging often and after you talk like have sex like you should leave a conversation feeling like excited and hopeful and like you are both like ready to take on this new challenge of whatever that may be. So some things that I've learned over the past six years to like improve conversation and communication with your partner is a really strong self-image. And I'm not talking like just like feeling sexy and looking sexy. Of course that helps, but maybe, you know, maybe you do need to have a little bit more education. So if you're talking like in a sexual communication type way, like actually know, like being honest with yourself, a man might feel sad or like discouraged that his penis isn't doing the job to make a woman orgasm so being educated knowing that a woman gets pleasure from her clitoris is step number one and then step number two could be coming to terms like hey I I want her to feel good so I went out shopping for her or I sent her a few links to some bullets or you know some toys that she might like that I I really want to give her the best time with me I want to be the best one that she's ever had or, you know, your self-image could be maybe you're just really stressed out at work and you're working super hard. You're just not getting to where you want to be. And, you know, improve those things. Improve what you don't like about yourself. And you actually will have more confidence and willingness to communicate with your partner. My partner's thing is if he isn't actively going to the gym, like I'd say like five out of seven days of the week, he just is not like in the mood to talk about anything. So we don't have conversations about our emotions because I know that if he's not feeling good about himself, that I don't want to hurt his feelings any further. So I will ask him if I need to talk about something, if he went to the gym that morning or if he wants to go this afternoon or something like that. And that's just something that we've that we've worked out in the past that really has helped. It just seems really small and minute, but I have like something silly like that too. Like when I I love doing my makeup and getting ready in the morning and some days where I kind of give my face a break and I and I don't put on a bunch of makeup, um I don't feel as confident or like as cool about myself. So, when I'm feeling like really great and like I look pretty I guess like one day then I I will be more open to having a real talk with him and I know that seems just a little like silly and off but it's just who you are because you deserve to feel proud of yourself another thing to strengthen you know a communication between you and your partner is not just like saying like I want this talk 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 it can't be like someone speaking to a sponge and expecting them to just hold on to everything it needs to be like a like a ping pong table. Like 
active, real listening. It's more important than talking back and forth. Real active listening is no assumptions that you know. You have to kind of like check in with them. Like, is this what you mean? And they will tell you yes or no. But there's also no mind reading between those partners either, between you and your partner. For example, like I know if I were like, let's say I were to tell my partner that my coworker is going on a vacation and now my partner assumes that I'm upset with them because they're too busy to go on a vacation and I'm upset that we can't take a vacation because they're too busy. Well, maybe I was just trying to say like, hey, my coworker's going on a vacation. I'm wondering if you would ever want to go there. I'm going to start researching it, you know, maybe for next year or something. I'm not trying to attack him or hurt his feelings or tell him like, you're not giving me what I want. I don't want him to read my mind the wrong way. You have to keep an open mind and ask questions so he could ask me, you know, why are you telling me this? And I would say, oh, I was just thinking about, you know, where we could go for our anniversary or something like that. And then his his feelings aren't hurt. I know that's kind of like a silly analogy, but it works. You also have to learn how to talk about yourself because having a positive change is the goal. It's not trying to make another person feel guilty. So you saying to your partner, saying words like and phrases like I feel or I need this, or I want this, or I feel this way, and this is why, is really, really necessary because I want like both partners in this type of communication to have, the, have a backbone in both. If you are sponging what somebody else is saying, then you're going to feel really discouraged. So if they're telling you something that they need, You can agree or disagree and say why and also say what you need. And all the while, it needs to be done with respect and support. And you also have to make your partner a priority. And that really goes back to our last episode of the Lover's Lane podcast. When I talked about love languages, that is how you make your partner a priority because they're not going to feel that love or be willing to accept different communication or strategies of connecting if they're not feeling love. So determining, you know, your love language and acting on it and making your partner a priority is really going to help strengthen your communication. And the bottom line is to have that communication, you have to manage conflict well because a relationship is not intimate unless you have an emotional connection. You need to be genuine with each other in a safe and honest space where you can really talk about things that could be bothering you or that you want out of a relationship and not be met with guilt or fear or distrust or intimidation by another person that cares about you and that you care for. And that's just kind of what I've learned in my relationship. And I'm not saying that this happens between me and my partner all the time. In fact, it happens maybe half the time, maybe more. I don't know. It depends all the time. But I know bottom line that that's what we need. And I can recognize when that's not, if that communication isn't happening. And so can he. And you should also be willing to tell your partner how to communicate and that they should know how to communicate and if you fall out of line of that that you can realign and readjust and always strive for the best communication possible 
because we have human nature. We are going to feel hurt or disheartened or sad or frustrated, maybe sexually frustrated. You know, that's a whole other conversation I'll get into in just a minute. But looking at yourself, looking at your relationship, looking at how you want things to work out, just breathe, readjust, continue on. I know you all can do it. I have to do it. We all have to do it as adults. It's hard to self-reflect. It's hard to recognize when you're wrong. It's hard to ask people to do something else because you feel really vulnerable. And I'm sorry that we were all brought up this way because we were never really taught how to communicate with another person that you're supposed to have this really intense relationship with that may not be happening 100% of the time. Now, if you're in a relationship where, you know, there's no fights or you don't have to talk about anything like that, like, I almost find that unbelievable. I find that really, really hard to believe because I've been there. I've been in a relationship where everything was just kind of like very passive and we didn't really talk about much. And that is, that's a friend, somebody that you are always communicating with about what you need um, to feel loved and to feel empowered and sexual and fun and infatuated with is it takes it takes real work and it takes real communication and that is my my challenge I guess for all of you listening so let's bring the talk of communication with your partner maybe in an emotional setting and bring it into the bedroom I'll overlap kind of my personal life with my work life because I'm really good at (laughs) I'm, I'm pat on the back here I'm really good at talking about what I want to explore sexually with my partner and, you know, praise praise my man because he is very open to hearing me out and maybe it's, you know, just because I work where I do and everything's a little bit more lighthearted and fun, but I've also talked to so many different couples at Lover's Lane that I know, I guess, on a more traditional sense, if, if you if you don't work in um, sexual wellness, about, you know, different responses. Anyway, so, you know, I have questions in the stores all the time about lubricant outfits, different stimulation, they want more stimulation, their partner isn't doing it correctly, they're, you know, they they always nag to me about what they don't want in the bedroom and how do I get him to want to play with this toy and how does, how do I get my girl to want to have anal sex? How do I even, you know, present my outfit, my my sexy lingerie to my partner without just coming out of the bathroom? He doesn't massage me. There's no foreplay. You know, I, I hear that day in, day out. And there's two things that I would suggest to everyone when talking about what you want and how to present something new in the bedroom or just what you think would be really fun to explore or anything like that and that is your tone of voice your tone of voice cannot be demanding or mean or you know too short you want to you want to really like entice them with it you want them to know that you're excited about it and you're excited to do that with them so I'm just gonna talk I guess I'll just talk about foreplay because I guess maybe I think I probably hear that one the most is yeah, we had, the kids just went to bed and now we have our time together and it feels like I'm just laying here and not enjoying myself and then it's over. So, you know, maybe text your man throughout the day and say, I'm so excited to like be close to you and I have this bottle of massage oil and I'm going to really get, I'm going to give you the sexy like lower back massage because I want 
you all to me or you know just something like really hot like that that gets them excited like whoa it's about to go down or you know just something like that that little you're you're foreplaying them before the foreplay happens or my favorite conversation to have with your partner is what are your most memorable times that we've ever had sex and boom now you are both like talking about like what was awesome in your sex life and maybe you can go back and do some of those things or remind each other like what's so hot about your relationship and it really really helps but the other thing other than like the tone of voice that you use and your body language and all that kind of goes hand in hand is where you say it because you don't want to be like laying in bed with your partner telling him no not like that or telling her well you told me we could do this and now you're being like close-minded or something like I really think that like the conversations about the bedroom need to happen like before the bedroom and sometimes like if you're like really comfortable with one another or you're like in a long-term relationship maybe you're married it can happen after but not like directly after maybe like gearing up to the next time that you guys are together but I do I, I really encourage these these conversations sexually emotionally I wish that we were more educated at a younger age about our sexuality because I believe that my job would be a little easier and I think that people would feel better about themselves and their relationship if we were just taught about it as we were experiencing it and not while we're in the driver's seat. So I guess I'll give you guys a little assignment. Communicate with your partner. Please do. And I want to hear all about it. I want to know what conversations you've had. I want to know if this podcast helped you. I want to know if you think I'm crazy because I think that we should be taught sex ed at a younger age a little differently than what we have. Like just give me like whatever feedback that you feel about this podcast because it's still new and I am excited to continue to share my life at Lover's Lane and my life personally with all of you. It's like my favorite thing. It's it's my favorite job. <laughs> Yeah, give me give me a little feedback. My Twitter and Instagram handle is the same. It's at LL Podcast underscore. And of course, if you're shy or something like that, like don't be, just communicate with me. But I understand if you're a little bit more reserved. So go ahead and give me an email. It's Haley, that's H-A-L-E-Y at loverslane.com. Because at loverslane. I know the more that you know, the better it gets. Thank you for listening to the Lover's Lane podcast, and I'll talk to you again next Monday. Just a minute. You didn't think I forgot about that product recommendation, did you? No, I didn't. I can't forget this. It's the Surrey 2 by Lalo, one of my favorite toys that we've ever sold. It's sound responsive. So not only does it come with those eight amazing vibration settings that feels incredible against your body, but when you're communicating with your partner and they have it in their hands, pushing it on your body, and maybe they say naughty little words, guess what? It picks up that vibration and it vibrates right to the sound of their voice. Now through the end of the month, you actually receive 
a free Lover's Lane toy cleaner with the purchase of the Surrey 2 or any other Lalo product. So get them quick. Okay, now I'll see you guys next Monday.